0: It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, Season 2, Episode 16, Pass on Power Struggles. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. Good to be with you again this week. Hope everything's great in your world. I I was driving home after a long day at school the other day, and I was sort of kind of going through what I wanted to talk about in this week's episode. And I just randomly, I was hearing about, uh, I was thinking about something that uh, a teacher was telling me happened in her classroom, and I was sort of processing it, and I was like, man, wow. She had gotten into this uh, bad back and forth with one of her kids, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, what a bad situation. And I kind of thought back to... Something that happened many, 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 many years ago Uh, at the beginning of my teaching career, I was going through some communication and interview skills, and a kid decided to be really kind of cute and sassy in the conversation that I was having with the class, and he chimed in and started being a smart aleck and so forth and so forth, and I found myself in a back and forth with him, and I realized something about halfway through, number one, Uh, this kid is literally winning uh, an an argument with me um, that didn't mean anything and winning by the sheer standpoint, not based on logic or his argument, just by the standpoint of that he is kind of showing me up in class. And two, I was an idiot for even engaging in a back and forth power struggle uh, in the first place. And sadly, it's 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 sort of a trap that I see all the time with uh, teachers, new teachers, old teachers, new coaches, old coaches. I see it all the time, and I just as I was listening to this teacher tell me about her uh, her story this week it just i was like wow that that's it that's that's really i had, had some plans to talk about something else this week and and i thought to myself no you know this is something that i really need to address so this is one of those moments where uh you know it's it's one of those things that's so ingrained in me now that it really doesn't pop up on a list because it's just a natural behavior for me. And what is that behavior? Well, it's avoiding power struggles. It's passing on them. Uh, and and that's really important. I think that that as you grow and mature, not only as a professional, but as a person in general, you, at least most of us, we, we try to get past the need to be right, the need to quote unquote win uh, every single conversation or you know whatever's going on in our in our world every single interaction that we have with somebody and and I just think that's part of maturity and one of the things that uh, is really really important to, inf- to 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 teachers when when you're dealing with kids kids that you know love to argue kids that uh, you, you know love to um, be clowns sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that uh, you're kind of walking yourself into a trap if you engage in power struggles uh, with your kids. And there's probably a lot of uh, translating this kind of golden rule, uh, this rule of thumb to a lot of aspects of our our lives. And, and, and so pass on those opportunities to power struggle, pass on that. And, and, and pass is an important word that I'm using today because, uh, you know, it's, it, it just because the opportunity is there. Do not let yourself get baited into um, just a bad situation, a back and forth in class. That's that's just not going to be productive. And and what's even interesting, and this is hard for a lot of teachers to understand, but if they do engage in power struggles of any kind with students then what you find is that no matter what the outcome is, you lose as a teacher. You lose. You do. Because you're kind of falling victim, as I said, uh, to, to kids who love to argue, who aren't fully mature and developed. Um, and even though they may not be maliciously trying to in, in engage you in some kind of power struggle, ultimately... Um, it sets an example. It sets a tone in your classroom, and and I just think you don't want that tone, and you don't want those interactions because they're negative. And uh, and I just would caution you against them. So power struggling is 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 an important thing that you know not only do teachers face, but parents face this. You you see it all the time, and and you don't want to give in to that because it can just undermine not only your authority, but just the effort to build trusting relationships that are bi-directional in communication and healthy and all those things that we've spent so much time talking about. And 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 so it's important that you you remember that no matter what the outcome is, again, you lose when you engage in those power struggles. And I believe that as a teacher, and you've heard me say this before, you know, we have to be effective firefighters. That, that's really a huge chunk of our job, right? We're, we're eliminating fires as they creep up in all aspects of our process, from grading to classroom management, and especially classroom management. And you know that, and I know that. That's particularly important uh, in dealing with parents and all those other things. So firefighting is absolutely a huge part of our job. And a lot of times, particularly when obviously we're at the center of, of our classroom, we kind of can be baited into these power struggles. A kid decides to act like a fool or uh, throw something at another kid and, or, or wants to complain about test questions or some assignment that you're giving or some policy that you have. And all of a sudden, on, on, on the flip of a coin, you're engaged in some power struggle where you feel like you have to justify you know, what you're doing and, and, and why you're responding the way that you're doing. And you're being questioned for reasons that kind of go outside the scope of learning. And, and we've all been there before. But again, it's a losing proposition, so you shouldn't uh, engage to the best of your ability. And and I think again, as you mature, and I said this happens to all teachers, but what I, I generally think is that as experience uh, begins to kind of stack up in your favor, as you do you do this year in and year out, and you have a variety of different types of kids and classes, you you, you gain that experience that's going to help you avoid uh, being baited by by power struggles. And, and and so it's important that you you just in your mind, like I said, you should be ingrained that that's not what you're going to engage in. So you need to be an effective firefighter who's going to put out fires effectively and and not get into back and forth with your students. Now, you know I've got a I've got to call a timeout here because a lot of times when I'm thinking about this and when I'm talking about this, I have to kind of differentiate for folks that I'm not talking about control. You guys know that I'm very conversationalist in my approach, and I I believe in empowering kids and wanting them to advocate for themselves, and and because that's those are important aspects and characteristics of effective learning environments, and that's important. But I think that there is a fine line between advocation and empowerment and you know, being at the center and owning your learning, and and then power struggling, uh, not only with the teacher but also with fellow students. And so, I, I think you just got to be on your best guard for that, and and know when those things happen. Again, you've got to firefight them and 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 get control. And and I'll give you some great examples of some of the tactics that I use. You know, and and I'll be honest with you when I go around in classrooms or I, I observe interactions with. Um, teachers and students, sometimes I see things on, in both directions, really, uh, that uh, that just really just make me cringe so badly. I've spent a lot of time talking about it from the teacher perspective, but I've, I, I want to just talk about it from the student perspective, because there are things that students say and do that I just honestly think cross the line um, with not only classroom etiquette, but I just think human etiquette, and there are things that uh, you you see getting worse because kids, you know, they feel more emboldened and more empowered by a society that um, I, I truly believe is is getting out of control with, um, you know, just just the standards of treating each other as human beings, and. An out, of, an out of control education system that uh, is short on consequences and uh, it's just getting worse. And then the lack of, I guess the best way to say it, effective uh, guidance and role modeling for kids. And I think that's important. And so, and, and again, you know, I'm always a proponent of controlling what you can control. And so what I'm saying is you can't change those external things, but you're dealing with the effects in your own classroom. So in your classroom, You've got to do everything you can to, to, like I said, firefight and not get baited into power struggles because of the effect it has on your process and the kids that are involved in it. Uh, and and so you want to avoid that at all costs. And so, again, some of the things that you need to think about is is when those things crop up instead of having this just awful exchange uh, or in this this awful experience that makes everybody in the room feel awkward and strange and, um, you know, damages the relationship between you and the and the student that's involved or students that are involved in the power struggle, which that again, that can be because they're choosing to do that or just can be purely accidental. You know, you start arguing about a test question and all of a sudden uh, it does turn into a true argument instead of a discussion and and you're off in a power struggle. So some advice to you is when you do sense those kinds of things coming, I think you have to be really, really quick at saying, you know, things like, look, Let's deal with this after class. Let's let's deal with this after class, and let's talk about this after class. Um, let's move on for right now. I think you've got to be a firefighter. I know I've said that a thousand times, but being a de-escalation uh, artist, a firefighter is the key. You know, when kids are engaged in discipline issues, and and you, you just got to make sure that you've got protocols and procedures and that you quickly deal with that and not let them uh, just just spread throughout your classroom and become habitual experiences. Because again, you're getting into a power struggle. Ask yourself, is 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 it really necessary to make a point so hard that it's going to derail your class or is it so important to be right that you're going to engage in a power struggle? I think you have to shut it down and deal with those things uh, individually. And, and so I, I think this is a strength of mine and I think it's a strength of a lot of um ex- experienced effective teachers I just do I think they know how to uh, effectively deal with with problems like this you know when kids start you know rolling eyes and 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 getting mouthy and from the standpoint of talking back and arguing and engaging in this unprofessional kind of dialogue with you you got to one remember that they're kids and and, and two uh it's it's okay to, to 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 squelch it it's okay to end it and you've got to be empowered yourself to do that don't let it go on and on and on and then once you do end it actually in, in, in the moment deal with it as a follow-up and in feedback. And then once you're done with diffusing and de-escalating situations to the best of your ability, because not all situations are going to have a rosy ending, but do the best that you can, then you've got to work on rebuilding and reestablishing the relationship. Again, you can't be in the business of focusing on the fact that you have to win versus kids. It just makes you look stupid it does and and no matter what happens um, it, it's not going to make your stock go up with any of the kids in the classroom it can only lead to bad things so I think you have to deal with it you know, if you've got a habitual problem in your in you know calls are in your classroom as far as disciplines concerned, um, you know, of course and every admin will tell you and every book will tell you you got to try to find out what's at the root of the problem and that's true that's true but no matter what the root is it's not going to interfere with my process and with the kids in the classroom uh, that are not engaged in that situation. I'm not going to allow that to happen. And I'm going to do my best to coach uh, the the student or students at the heart of the issue as well as the ones that aren't. And so my mission stays the same. And so again, it goes back to de-escalation and making sure that you're an effective firefighter. And you may be sitting there going, well, Matt, you haven't said anything new. But what I'm telling you is, The majority of problems that I see in a classroom are, you know, 99%, if I had to throw a number out there, 99% of them are symptoms of bad firefighting and and of power struggles. And if you could find a way to avoid and de-escalate power struggles, you're going to find more success. You're going to find more learning. And, and and I think every teacher probably knows that, but I think a lot of times teachers don't practice being effective at it. They don't focus on being effective at it. It's like when they get involved in these back and forth, they kind of leave their body and leave lose their mind into these power struggles. And I think you can't do that. You got to stay objective. Remember your purpose. Remember your mission, and roll on. You know. And and again, like I said, ninety nine percent of the problems that I see, you know are a symptom of this this power struggle issue. And then not only that, you know, it's it's things as simple as eye rolls or sassy comments or under-the-breath comments, all of those kinds of things. Those are kind of like consequence of, you know, some, you know, I, I guess the best way to say it is that that's kind of like level seven and eight in my mind, meaning there's all already something It's kind of festering. And so I think that when you start seeing those things, even though they may be minor eye rolls, may be minor to a lot of you, but they're not to me and I jump on those things because that means there's a sign of a bigger issue. And I'm going to jump on those things. I'm going to say, hey, you know what? I really don't appreciate you eye rolling. We'll talk about this after class. End it right there. And if they start talking back, say, no, no, no. I said after class. And that's that. I'm done with it. And if they continue to push back, I'm I'm sorry, you're gone. Have a good day. Come back tomorrow. We'll talk about it. You know, you just got to get into that mode. It's the little things. You know, if you wait and wait and wait and let things fester and fester and fester, and then all of a sudden it's World War III, it's going to just blow up everything in your classroom. You're going to lose instructional time. You're going to have some major incident that's probably going to end you. End up with you in meetings and so forth and so forth. Deescalate. Avoid the back and forth. And, and shut it down. You know, Kid, I don't like the fact that, you know, you counted off, that's fantastic, we can talk about it after class. Or you can schedule with me and we'll talk about it after class. And you just go from there. And when a kid acts like a fool and, you know, hits another kid or does something crazy, you have your discipline protocols that you normally use, use those things, be effective, move on. Move on. And, you know, tying this into a bigger classroom management piece that I do, you know, it's it's some of my philosophy in classroom management, just to share a little bit with you, is, one, I'm going to keep the kids focused. I think a lot of times, um, when I say focused, it means everything in the classroom is focused on the dynamic of what the main idea is and what we're trying to accomplish for that day. And I know you might be like, yeah, right, Matt. No, it's, it's, it's true because... I'll see a lot of mistakes, so like on a Friday that's, you know, it's Friday, it's really relaxed, maybe some sporting events going on, I see teachers make some classic mistakes, like, let me just watch a movie, or let's plan a light fun day um, on on a, on a Friday, but don't you see that that's kind of problematic, because you're taking an already light day, and making it lighter, and so all of a sudden, you know, kids are... um you know, more prone to uh, get into issues and, 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 and going back and forth and all of these kinds of things, and you're likely to have the classroom management issues that you, know, that you, and, all, you and I have always seen uh, in all these classrooms we've been in. And I know that doesn't have anything to do with power struggles directly, but I'm using it as an example of just some, some basic classroom management practices that I, I think you should absolutely think about. You know, why do we lighten up when there's already a light load uh, or the kids have checked out? You know, think about having fun days and days that are a little bit looser on days that, uh, like a Monday when they come back uh, and, 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 and when they're tired and recovering from the weekend. You know, those kinds of things, those kinds of approaches may help serve you better. Other things that I use uh, in the classroom that I, I talk about all the time, that if a kid, you know how kids say things about, other kids or other teachers and, and, and you hear that kind of stuff. See, I, I'm not going to allow those things to lead into anything like power struggle. So the standing guideline in my class is you mention another kid in my classroom or you start talking about another teacher, then you're going to get the opportunity uh, to go tell that to that to that kid and to that person, because you bring up situations, kids um, or people, teachers in my classroom, uh, you're 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 going to have to take ownership of those remarks. And so, what that does is help kind of control that. My kids know that you know I'm not going to talk about this student or I'm not going to talk about that teacher because they're going to have to own that, and then they're going to have to produce that statement um, uh, to or, or actions to those people. And and so that's just good classroom management, right? And so I don't have issues with. People coming into my classroom blasting some assignment that a teacher's given because they know that if they do that, they're going to have to pay the consequence for that. And and so that's about – Good firefighting—that's about uh, avoiding issues that crop up. I'm, I'm just not going to play those games, and I know I sound like I'm—I'm I'm, I'm in my teacher voice, and—and and that's because I am, to be honest with you, because it, you know, as I, I guess, I'm getting fueled by the fact that I hear this teacher getting swallowed up in this back and forth. This is a teacher at another school, and and their protocols are a little bit different from ours, and and I just—and I feel so bad for her, but a lot of it is self-created because they don't you know they don't have consequences and and they don't um she doesn't engage with them until you know it's super late and and I think again interventions earlier that are very decisive involve feedback involve coaching and involve a, a, an intentional effort to rebuild a relationship so that power struggles don't happen and then if they do happen you can you can recover right and, and so I think those are all important strategies. So so I guess my message to you here this week is don't engage because it undermines everything you're trying to do in your learning process. Don't engage in power struggles. It, it, it is silly. You are trying to win against a developing child who in many cases wants to get the best of you. And even if they aren't being malicious or intent on doing that, you can't win even if you think you are because it just totally destroys the learning environment that you were trying to create so don't even gauge and and if you actually think about this you might want to think about implying uh, this and, and applying this to other parts of your life and, and other relationships and situations that you have, you know, think about it. Why, why do you have to be the best teacher on the hall? Or why do you have to push back? Uh, just because, you know, your principal said something that maybe isn't, um, exactly how you would have said it. You know, at the end of the day, it's almost like it's not worth your time. Uh, but also at the same time, it, it, it's it's important that you kind of have the health discussion in a healthy way. Um, and and so I, I think I think you just have to change your attitude about you know what it can mean to have healthy communication and healthy dialogue, not only with your students but with the people that you work with, the people in your life. Again, not trying to give you uh, life advice, but it does apply in my opinion. So take it or leave it. But I know for a fact that in the classroom without a doubt classrooms that don't have power struggles in which there's bi-directional communication that is healthy and the relationships are there the magic will happen so all right well that is it and i hope you have enjoyed this week thank you for being with us on uh this uh beautiful morning night or day or whenever you are listening join us next week as we will tackle a very important topic next week i'm looking forward to it Until then, I will see you down the road. Remember to like, comment, or subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. Have a great afternoon.